have to fear is fear itself. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And welcome to another episode of Whiskey Beer and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country. As always, on the air, the run does me. It's me, boy. That's right. And writing third host of this evening, Chris, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to you guys in the studio. <laughs> he had that, Sat- he had that satellite news, delay. Yeah, that news, that news delay. <laughs> and they're like, let's go to Kevin live. And he's like, Hey, Christine, when I'm standing on this, I'm like, did you have a stroke? Is he okay? Do you, do you think that shit, because you're not a believer of satellites, do you think that shit's done on purpose to like, like, hey, wait three to five seconds? Or do you think there's just a delay because the technology? Listen, man, <laughs> I can watch a live video uh, halfway across the we're, country. We're doing it right now. We're doing it right now. There's no delay. <laughs> We're in three Watch, different check, locations. Check, check this out. Check this out. Boy, call me in in uh, three seconds. Hey, we're live oh. here on the studio on this. Wow. Not a single second of fucking delay. No, no, no. You we left and came me, back, and we're still rolling. Big country in the middle of Kansas <laughs> has better internet than the news. <laughs> hey, not they're doing mention, it. Not to mention our budget collectively is not the same. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, CNN isn't living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that's true the only way i could ever see that probably happening is if one of the other uh anchors gets caught again with like dildos strewn about his hotel room and he's a a pile of cocaine and meth yeah yeah him him shaking the pope live in front of a fucking group of small children or something (laughs) roll the tape Yeah. yeah Oh my goodness! Well, no, Chris. Tonight, you know, it's been a while since we've done it. Done an episode. Me and Boyer are jumping in um, tonight, and we're we're joined. Uh, if you haven't heard that that sultry third voice, um, <laughs> by the one and only Mister Noel Aratank Rodriguez, sir. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> I am good, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on, and welcome of back. Course. I know you guys had a few week hiatus there. Yeah, yeah. This is a a couple. A extremely busy time of the year like literally starting the end of august at least for me starting the end of august uh all the way through january there's like nothing but birthdays you know all the holidays are packed in there i've got like six birthdays in september alone it's fucking wow. insane yeah yeah like you said plus everything else going on i totally yeah. understand brother. i totally understand yeah. again thanks for having me on good yeah, to see you course. guys man missed you yeah, man, yeah, it's been a likewise, minute. Likewise, likewise, <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who are listening who don't know, if you've ever gone to our Rockfin channel, 
uh, or I guess page rather, however you want to call that. Um, and you've clicked on the article tab. Every article posted on our Rockfin is written by this man right here. Uh, you were recently on Deplorable Janet's show, Deplorable Nation, wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, yeah. And you were on White Rabbit with the Catalyst the White Jones. Rabbit. Yeah. Yes, I was. Um, and uh, you had another one you were telling me about, I thought, that was coming up. And maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought you said you had another one coming in. So there are some um, interviews and some segments in the works, but nothing official just yet. Okay. When when is Tank starting his own podcast? That's what I want to know. Hey, no, man. I, I don't think that Tank has it in him to, to no? do research and start his own podcast. I'm following uh, <laughs> of Beer and Conspiracies. No, that's there we for go. sure. There we go. Yeah, no. It's time for the initiation, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, your your coffin's coming in the mail. So, <laughs> eat lots of pineapple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the you know the pedophile vampires that we sent it to. Not a fan of cum smell. If you can believe that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like fucking garlic to him. You know? Oh man! <laughs> we're two minutes in. We're already getting spicy, guys. Oh man! Yeah. What we're okay before we we hit record here. Uh, or earlier, <laughs> I, what, what were we saying? And then I was getting all fired up. And oh, SADS, yeah, sudden yeah. adult sudden death adult. syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> so here's the good news it's been around for days. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so many oh, things to say man. about this <laughs> again, a little spacey. Um, but I, I recently read that the CDC had finally. <laughs> admitted that yeah those um unicorn kisses <laughs> that they were forcing everybody to take also unicorn. known as the vaccine um i'll just bleep that one out that'll be funny yeah um <laughs> the schmacks mean the schmacks mean <laughs> uh had something to do with all of these mysterious heart attacks that were popping what? up <laughs> If I had that button. I may invest in a soundboard. Just there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Chris sliding out of slot three? What's happening right now? Um, <laughs> nope, just crickets. <laughs> uh, my biggest issue with that is not the fact that we were all right again. Um, damn, damn theorists. But, right? but some adult human beings out there were actually genuinely dumbfounded yeah as to why adults were just randomly dying and yeah. i was oh, yeah. reading some comments dude on what like, on what uh i think it was instagram that i was reading this okay. on of okay, like some so videos of people dying young uh, heart attacks yeah. you know clips of these yeah. and i'm reading comments from either non-player characters or a bot account or whatever they're like ai whatever yeah yeah it's crazy this is good this could just happen to anybody <laughs> cherish life and i was like <laughs> cherish life what yeah the same like guy said, but, yeah, it's, it's been around days now i mean i don't yeah. know how, that. Well, that yeah, same, how do you not believe it <laughs> that same bot account or whatever is also on another page like um abort up until nine months motherfucker yeah woman's right. choice and you're like wait <laughs> hold on let me get this straight 
So abortion thing, but on the other side, you're like cherish life because you could die randomly of cherish life. Yeah, cherish life unless it's not born yet. Uh, <laughs> my my body, my choice, except when we're being forced to get the schmeck me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. My the craziest part is like. You know, you were talking about, you know, reading an article on Instagram or whatever is when you do see them like written by what people consider legitimate news sources. And the headline is like adults, young adults dropping dead left and right. No idea what's going on. It's like, <laughs> no, you do know what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on at this point. Like Absolutely. A, a rash of 14 to 16 year old boys just having pulmonary issues and heart attacks and collapsing on practice fields and they're like we have no idea you know and let's also ignore the uh rate of all cause death that has gone through the roof let's ignore oh, yeah. that back too totally yeah yeah i mean unbelievable shit they ignored they ignored it for two years right the flu disappeared um people gone. who Just people like who they say contracted covid with terminal illnesses died of covid right and so so it's just it's another you know it's more proof that the news is lying they're not going to ever tell you the truth right there's uh the cdc is now like oh studies we've done in this demographic okay. actually are you caused but but it's like real subtle you know what i mean when they were hitting you with like You'll die if you don't get vaccinated. And that's like front of the CDC's website. But now that they're finding evidence of relations to SADS and shit like that, then it, they'll they'll comment on a study they did of a thousand vaccinated people in that demographic. And it'll show that these are adverse reactions, not just some anomaly. And then they'll publish it like real low key. And then someone will get a screen grab and then all of a sudden it's off their website. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. But that's the whole play here. You know what yeah. I mean? And we know that, guys. We yeah. knew that very early on. A boy, interesting that you brought up how um, they mentioned that on television. So out of out of all the pressers and uh, all the breaking news and all of this new info that came out, they were yeah. always running, running to push that trepidation, running to push mm -hmm. that fear in order to compel people to go ahead and follow that narrative. Yeah. But when it came down to their admissions, right? It was a small little itty bitty 30 second segment on yeah. this obscure show or this unknown avenue or outlet. Unbelievable. Yeah. What what turned the tides for me 100% unequivocally was hearing one of the uh, health commissioners in the state of New Jersey before I moved out of Blue Jersey, um, when she said, listen, if you went to the hospital with a broken leg, we, we went, you, we, we told you that you were there for COVID. If you passed away, like you said, from cancer, then we said that you passed away from COVID. Yeah, it was that was absolutely mind blowing to me. Yep. For just a regular doofus on the street, I was like, that "Doesn't sound." <laughs> no, but there, but there's people that that do think that it sounds right, you know, and and exactly, it's exactly. it's it's only because they didn't have a loved one in the hospital that was terminally ill and passed away from something unrelated to any type of illness other than you know a terminal one, and they're being told on the death certificate oh even though your grandma's been being treated for the last three years of you know cancer and it's finally getting the best of her we're gonna put down she died of covid you know what i mean so that entire battle that that woman went through to try and beat cancer is 
completely negated and forgot about by the medical community. And she gets put in a demographic to pump up these numbers, to generate more fear. And, you know, people who are looking at the actual numbers, because everybody knows words are important, right? They'll tell you, well, they died with COVID. Well, if you say that fast enough to a person not thinking, they're going to think they died of COVID, right? But dying with something and dying of something are two completely different things. So when they say, oh, you died, you died with COVID. Yeah, but I also got hit by a city bus. You know what I mean? Right. And so people who are looking towards the news and people like Fauci to tell them the truth and protect them, they hear died with COVID. 200,000 people died with COVID. They're thinking 200,000 people died, just died of COVID, right? Correct. And so so that's where the numbers get skewed. And then those people hear that, they hit the streets, backpacking for these assholes, saying, no, this many people died, you need to put on your mask. You know what I mean? So if anything, more than, you know, them saying, oh, this this is how we can get people to do things we want, if anything, I think they realized the the amount of idiots that live in this country. For sure. Right? For sure. Be- because people, you know, you can call them sheep or whatever, but when it's literally that dumbed down and you have people saying, you know, you come in with a bloody nose, we're going to say you're here for COVID, and they still ignore it, that doesn't mean that they've been manipulated. It means that they're dumb enough to only listen to three words in that sentence and and then spread the word. You know what I mean? So it's it's not a manipulation thing. We have really dumb, stupid people in this country. Yeah, I'm telling you, and, and you know what, boy? There was a post that I viewed uh, a few months ago. I, I, it may have been on, on the Telegram. Could have even been on the memes palooza category on our Discord channel. Okay. Was it, this, this wasn't, this was an IQ test, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yep. ASVAP. I keep this. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, we, we I remember uh, back in high school, um, I came across a report on the alternative news that the title of it was called The Systematic Dumbing Down of America. Mm. Okay. This report was maybe 15, 20 pages long. Right. And so at that time, I was still too young, too ignorant, and too naive mm-hmm. to really dig down into that article. But f- for, for that entire time, up until today, that title stood with me yeah. because I can now growing up and, and becoming a father and, and understanding my role in, in society, mm-hmm. I could understand how that is. And then yeah. my, my, my good friend, big country here, um, back in the very beginning of our tumultuous relationship, um, <laughs> he told me, Hey, you remember Yuri Bezmanov, right? Mm-hmm. And Around that time, I had also come across Yuri Bezmanov's name, but I hadn't gotten as far as knowing that he was a, a, a KGB defector, mm-hmm. right? And so as a result of uh, of, uh, of uh, Big Country nudging me in that Bezmanov direction, I realized that everything Yuri Bezmanov disclosed in terms mm-hmm. of the systematic dumbing down of a nation from within is happening. It's, yeah. it, it's happening. Most of it had already happened by that time. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. This, this is literally we are living in the consequence of what people like G. Edward Griffin, what um, Manning Johnson and what Yuri Bezmanov were telling us decades ago, gentlemen, decades. Yeah. Ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I kind of want to do, though, is because, I mean, you know, we had our childhood was so different. Right. We saw so much shit change 
in between, you know, being a kid at, you know, playground age up until now. But I've, I've, I've kind of, at least in, in my lifespan, trying to pinpoint like what was the catalyst to all this. Some people say it was the internet. Some people say it was just social media. Some people go back and say, you know, it was like cable TV and things like that. Cause there's reports back in the seventies, late seventies that talked about how TV will lead to the dumbing down of America. Mm. So if, in your guys' opinion, what do you think was, I guess, the, the step in the dumbing down of America direction? Even, even if it was before you were born and you think it was a, a certain time period, what would you say? So <clears throat> in my personal opinion, I believe that a bold step in the direction of the systematic dumbing down of America came with the patent of acoustic manipulation. Mm. Okay. That was, that was one of the catalysts, right. For the consequences that we now suffer today. Once somebody had the idea of saying, listen, if we tweak these frequencies, mm -hmm. we can literally, literally not only change, but in fact, direct the behavior of human beings. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. I need this, this, and this. And give me a beer. Yeah. And they, they went ahead in that direction. And now who knows um, what patents came as a result of that initial step in yeah. the direction of acoustic manipulation. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's, see, that's a, that's a, that's a good one because it covers such a broad area, right? Yeah. We're talking mm -hmm. about TV. We're talking about radio, you know, music, all, all everything, everything. Um, and, I mean, they even use it in theme parks. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a good one. I like Man, that. Man, my my answer is going to sound um, stupid compared to that. I feel like I feel like when we talk to Tank, I feel like I I I I have to ask the school administrator if I could try the class out before I pay for it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, can we get a trial? Trial? Hey, hey Tank, I got my uh, 74 books that are required for this course. <laughs> but um, no, that's a great oh, answer. Okay. And, and I didn't yeah. even think of that. But I, I would say I think it started with the 24-7 uh, television cycle. Okay. Um, not just the news. Yeah, because right? the news the is TV, worse. Yeah, TV would play the national anthem, and then that was it. You know, you go to bed. Yeah, and that was it. You either go to bed yeah. or you go to work. I'm, I mean, when Ron Burgundy smoked crack on the nightly news, <laughs> you know, you're, you're absolutely right, my brother. It was it was a wrap after that. <laughs> well, now, I think it's just it's it's weird because uh, boy, and I'd love to hear yours too. Yeah, uh, we weren't going to skip you or anything because you're the black oh, it's guy. All good. It's all good. <laughs> He's like, no, I, I anticipated I'm being skipped. Actually, yeah, I was so I was just going to interrupt you, like <laughs> like a typical black guy. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was interesting about the twenty four seven television news cycle mm -hmm. was that it gave an option for people to be entertained at an hour when they probably should not be entertained. Mm. And then when the news cycle came around, it was a catalyst for you having the ability to be more knowledgeable every second of every hour that you're awake yeah. because we're now offering it to you. Yeah. And you, so, now you can know what's going on everywhere. Yes. You know, not just your city. Everywhere all the time. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Which yeah. I, we've said numerous times on the show. 
uh, maybe there is no government right now. And, sort of feels like that. <laughs> and far, as far as as we can tell, I, I my ass gets up at five o'clock. I go to work, and then this these numbers show up in my bank account. Yeah, and then I give those numbers away really fast. <laughs> like it always resets. But I couldn't. I could not verify for you physically that yes, we do have a sitting president in this thing called the White House. Yeah, in Washington D.C. Because all I see is green screens, doubles, fences, fences, guard towers, guard towers. I mean, and a, and a lizard guy, and a fucking lizard pedo. <laughs> so if, oh, if if we truly did not have an acting government right now, I I couldn't be the first to tell you. Yeah, right. Yeah. It it would be uh, the equivalent of everyone living through the plot of V for Vendetta. Yeah. They could only verify what their television was telling them because yeah. they weren't allowed to go outside of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. In, in, interesting. I mean, first off, bringing up V for Vendetta, I think that's been hidden social media oh, for yeah. very hard, considering yeah. Chancellor Schittler, I mean, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Biden's uh, speech. Yeah, know, Jesus. Oh, my God. What a fucking disaster that was. Yeah, he looked like a fucking Sith Lord. <laughs> and then and then listen did, did you guys hear so on friday uh i believe it was the ninth this past friday uh -huh. kamala harris was, was uh was down here in houston uh by the way houston is three hours away from me so i wasn't able to <laughs> get a, couldn't reserve a seat huh right right couldn't reserve my seat <laughs> um did you hear the interview that she gave to um chuck todd Oh, I'm sure it was oh, riveting. Oh, my dear that Lord. Woman, she has a you way know, with words. She is the modern philosopher of our age, <laughs> talking about the dumbing down of America. Yeah, she's a, she the sounded, representative of. Oh, my God. She sounded like teen Miss America trying to describe world peace. Yes. Yeah. And I think we should help all of the poor children and such. And, and is I would, of? And, and of the people for the country <laughs> like and then there's like mario lopez who's like thank you miss connecticut you know <laughs> yeah what's bad though is you know that there are people like yes you go girl yes. and you're like she has See, i would it. vote for she should she, be president i vote for her she can talk for a half hour straight and not say a fucking thing and that, that's a word talent right talent to sit yeah, there and most just women and they can talk forever and you <laughs> <laughs> but she just going and it's like get to the fucking point already you know what i mean and is she just walking in circles and the way she uses her hands to talk makes her feel connected to fucking the inner city i guess you know what i mean and oh, it's brutal that 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 person is a representation at least on camera to brutal. our our country and our people like th there's a reason why she only made it through like one debate. You know what I mean? And yeah. she, she wasn't even on the ticket to be voted for president. She dropped out super early and then they made her vice president. Thank you for pointing that out. my dear man. <laughs> I don't get it. I've, I, I, I've never understood why they chose her other than to, you know, the, the ceremonial ceremonial checking of the box. Right. Because oh, man. she she puts in maximum effort, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, and it's always interesting with her because I remember when she became the the fucking uh, um, 
the California state attorney, it was like the first Indian woman, right? Then she becomes vice oh, president, gosh. the first African-American woman. <laughs> and it's like, man, I guarantee you, I would do better than her if she ever went to Africa. Oh, dude. Listen, my three-year-old daughter would do better. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. If, Absolutely. if any of you guys have house pets, and I'm talking about like iguanas or something, they would have done Because the dog's too smart. I see what you mean. <laughs> Dude, my... You, you, get, you get what I'm saying here. My, uh, that's, that's funny. My wife's a gangster. She, she went to go. She's like, I want to get chocolate after I put your son down. And I was like, okay, cool. So she comes in here, gives me the monitor, and flashes me her gun on her hip. And she's like, I'll see you. And I was like... Peace. All right. God bless Mrs. Ben. All right, all right, damn blood. Okay. Yeah. I, I always tell her, I go, honey, what's the rule? She's like, shoot a motherfucker if I have to. And I was like, all right, I'll see you in 20. Oh, man. Pep talks at Casa de Bender must be fucking awesome. They're short They're and sweet. Slapping each other in the face. <laughs> you can do it. Let's go. Oh man, that immediately reminds me of the family from Police Academy. Congratulations, <laughs> son. Yeah, dude. Yeah. See, I don't I don't hit my wife. Disclaimer, I don't have my wife. Um <laughs> I did tell my wife, I was like, there's only one thing I want for Christmas. And she's like, okay, what is that? And I said, I want a tech nine. And I had to show her a tech nine. And she goes, How much are those? And I was like, Oh my god, she's gonna she's considering <laughs> she's considering it. Oh, and that's that's the gun I'll just keep in the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? In case I drive through a lesser like big country area, you know what I mean? No, so no, not you... only that, but if 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 the uh, whiskey beer and conspiracy podcast never takes off, you can make rap videos. Yeah, hell yeah. Telling you right now. Waving the tech nine all over the place. You <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that scene from Gran Torino, like uh <laughs> when the Mexican dude rolls down the window and he yeah. pulls out like Just waves it up. He, he like pulls out the Smith and Wesson six shooter and the Asians pull out an Uzi and then and I was like, Okay, see? Ah, you never know me. when that situation may arise. Right. You know, what's going to look scarier if like if you're a democrat so to answer your question i think the dumbing down of america started uh <laughs> um no but honestly i think it started Sorry, man i'm hot i think it started during world war ii when they said all you bitches got to get out of the kitchen and into the factory right soon as they sent women to work you lost full-time care for your children they double literally double the price of everything because now you have two incomes they can tax another half of the population which they love we already know they love taxing the shit out of everybody right so you're bringing in more money but you're actually getting less you have strangers watching your children literally all day they can teach them whatever they want talk to them however they want treat them however they want and realistically, you don't know, even if that person's a good person, you truly don't know their relationship with your kid. Yeah. Which is, you know, always unsettling. And uh, that started the whole feminist, like the traditional, the real feminist movement about wanting to do this. And then we had to let them vote and drive and all that crazy shit. And now, you know, they're empowered, right? I would love for my wife to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, but they're, they, they wanted so much to do what men do 
um, which I don't fault them for. Women are obviously great at doing a lot of shit that men can't do, but can't be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of shit, once, not everything. <laughs> yeah. But when, once that happened, it was it was really hard to there's no going back at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Women loved making their own money, uh, having their own time and it, it the families suffered for it. You know what yes. I mean? And so, and we've talked cool. about that, boy. We've yeah. talked about that, and that is is a step uh, in the direction of communism. Yeah, and oh. that's Yuri Bezmenov's um, whole spiel. He talks about this. Like, yeah. for then then then, what we will do is we will convince <laughs> women who have it very good, right? <laughs> cooking all day, cleaning, spanking children, great stuff. <laughs> we will convince these idiots. Actually, what you want to do is work in factory and then give half that money you make to the government for yeah. taxes. <laughs> then we will convince you that the state is better at raising your kids than you. Yeah. So we will watch them all day. Boom. Insult facto. Communism. Yeah. Boom. Communism. <laughs> Big Boom. country. Before we go any further, will you commit to dressing as Yuri Bezmenov this Halloween? <laughs> Dude, I. You know what's funny is like, I, who the fuck are you? Yuri Bezmenov. You be Yuri. Boy, it will be Manning Johnson, and I'll be G. Edward Griffin. Perfect. <laughs> and we just sit there and manipulate people all right. night. <laughs> At the yeah. end of conversation, you will give me your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, just one shoe. Because one <laughs> shoe is better. If we share what, if we share your pair of shoes, that's better for both of us. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but seriously, guys. So just like, um, just like Big Country touched up on, uh, this is part of the forty-five goals of communism, right? You yeah. you destroy the very fabric of the nuclear family. Right. Thank and you, you for bringing. That. By the way, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm glad you yeah. said nuclear family because yeah. I was literally thinking, why the fuck is it called a nuclear family? And I have that definition pulled up. Oh. Take it away, Tank. Continue. Let it let it rip, brother. No, no, let it rip. What's the definition of the nuclear family? Okay, so a nuclear family, uh, a family group consisting of parents and their children, one or more. A nuclear family, elementary family, or conjugal family is a family group consisting of parents and their children, one or more, typically living in one home resident. It is in contrast to a single parent family, the larger extended family, or a family with more than two parents. Um, I just find it extremely interesting that, like... In a world where nuclear bombs exist, if you close your eyes and you think of the word nuke, uh -huh. right, you get a, a sense of destruction, a, a yeah. bomb, death, you know, kids with two heads being born, all that shit. Um, so if you say nuclear family, like that sounds bad as fuck. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the nuclear family. Yeah. When in reality, that's just like a regular ass family. Yeah. Mom, dad, kids in the house. Yeah, why couldn't they call it, you know, because was it, the nuclear family was two parents and two 2.5 kids, right? So you have Billy and Sally and a dog. Yeah, right. right. And, the, and that's what they consider the, the nuclear family. So you, you said that, you know, some of, the, some of the thoughts, right, or words that come up when you think of nuke, 
right? Yeah. So, you know, once you once you become a parent, you know, once you uh, take that red pill, you start to understand also that when you detonate a nuke, it covers a wide area. Yeah. Right. And so therefore you, you can look at it as the lessons that a family teaches, particularly a mom covers that wide area. Mm. Right. Oh, okay. So, okay. You, you know what I mean? So the, the father, right, the father can teach an individual, meaning my father taught me to fish. I therefore can teach my son how to fish. But right. the mother, the mother is teaching every individual in that family. So a father can teach an individual, but a mother teaches the nation. Mm. And so what you what you need to do is attack that very structure. And again, if we reference the 45 goals of communism, particularly number 40 and number 41, mm. number 40 says you must first discredit the family as an institution. Number 41 says you must emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of the parents. You must wow. attribute exactly. You must attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and the retarding of children to suppress the influence of parents. And what was Barack Obama's initiative with Pajama Boy? The mm, whole Pajama no. Boy thing? No Prolonged okay. adolescence. Mm. No, I think that was initiated under Bush. Good point, though. However, one of Barack Obama's initiatives was to prolong adolescence, right? And he had this image that later became known as Pajama Boy of mm. a young man in his pajamas in his parents' basement doesn't mm. want to be a father, doesn't want to contribute to the strengthening of society by committing to any form of reasonable work, doesn't want to make a decent wage, and essentially is an adolescent, prolonged adolescence, enjoying prolonged adolescence in his family's basement. And that's what we're seeing. Right. That's what we're seeing. Correct. Yes. All, all yes. these all these kids. I was just reading an article today about how um, they, you know, this, this generation that's below it's not even the millennials it's people after them right mm. that that want to um basically soft life is what they called it right mm -hmm. so you you just simply exist you do a fucking simple ass job that requires no skill at all not even communication mm -hmm. skills right um mm -hmm. and you collect whatever money you have and you live either at home or you live with five or six other people so you're you have minimal responsibility all around the board you work part-time you pay a sixth of the rent and you uber everywhere so you don't have to pay for a car bill you pay for internet and your phone and that's about it well i'm also like reducing my carbon footprint asshole so that's why i uber <laughs> everywhere <laughs> oh man but i mean all kidding aside fellas this is some scary shit and, and yeah let me tell you um uh, uh, last year before uh and 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 this was specifically one of the reasons why i said well listen i i believe that i have a great relationship with my children mm -hmm. right um they're coming into their teen years now they're both being high school together when i get down to texas nice but but thank you but this was a reason why we left right and let me not speak too loud for fear that i'll resurrect those thoughts in her head <laughs> but my, my daughter said something that was terrifying to me right she says um we, we were speaking about you know a responsibility to family and and how i would enjoy um the chance to be able to experience and create memories with my grandchildren and my right. daughter looks at me and she says um dad I'm not having any kids I was like, ah, 
Oh no! Oh, yeah. ah! oh no! Ah! It's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and just we all just came guys, over right now. <laughs> listen, it, it was it was terrifying to hear, and at that yeah. moment, I realized, holy shit, man! As much conversations as I have with my children, as much as I instill in them the importance of history, the yeah. importance of family the importance of understanding, right? Mm -hmm. The influences are just too fucking much. Yeah, I, I, I cannot battle against the, the new age influences that's now convincing my 10, 11 and 12 year old daughter, right? Which yeah. which on, on one hand, she should not also be thinking about these at that True. age, right? True, yeah. However, she already has made this life changing and, and highly impactful decision yeah. not to be a mother. Yeah, not that's wild. Yeah. But yeah, bro. Scary shit, man. Yeah, because you know, my my daughter, she's she's only five, but I'll tell you what, the, like, the, she's like the 18. best is she oh man. She's like she a sass like of an 18. 18 year old. But the, the best thing that we could have ever done for her was have our youngest son Zeke. Because they're pretty mm. close in age, but that was her real life baby. She still takes care of him. You know, he he was in the in the bathroom today before the show started, and he had gone poop. And he said he only wanted mom. And I went in there and I got scolded and told to get out of the bathroom. So I left. Well, Belle goes in there and, and wipes this kid's butt for him. And, you know, is coaching him like, that's too much toilet paper. You can't use that. Too, you can't use that much toilet paper. You, you've used too much. You could clog the toilet if you use too much. So make sure when you're done also to wash your hands with soap and water. And I'm like, look at this little girl, you know, and she talks about all the time when I have kids, when I get married and it's, it's not because she's thinking about like, I want to start a family, but that's mm -hmm. already something that's normal to her. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Carrying we, on the responsibility. Yeah. The tradition. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we talk about, you know, what it was like for when we were kids and and what how we interacted with kids smaller than us you know what i mean mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i i think it's something that um i mean at least for now because she just started kindergarten right but but even my oldest son he's eight he's in third grade and him and i talk all the time about what you know and plus i gotta probe a little bit like what do you guys talk about in school today? You know what I mean? Because you're like, like uh, well, I found out that. Yeah. But, but if he's like, well, I found out that we, there's 237 genders and I can kiss my best friends if I want. You know what I mean? Like that's that's primarily why I ask. You know what I mean? But he's he's a good kid. He has no problem telling me, you know, this happened at school or things like that. And. Even if he tried to hide it, he's a pretty emotional kid and he has got a terrible <laughs> poker face, you know. But it's it gets dangerous the the the, the older they are, right? Because For now sure. th she's probably got lots of friends who are hearing different things from different spaces, mm -hmm. and then they're mm -hmm. coming and and discussing that stuff in a group setting. And when you're that age, you know, we remember when we were kids. Yeah. There, you, you kind of would bullshit a little bit to fit in. You know what I mean? Like if it came to like, oh, I you know played this new video game or I saw this new movie. Did you see it? If you were the only one that didn't play it or didn't see it, like you kind of felt left out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I so, remember that every time nostalgia uh, posts a new video game, I remember uh, those experiences. Yeah, yeah, 
you know, because it's like, and there was always that one kid who who didn't see it or didn't get the new whatever, right? And the poor kid. Well, it was. It wasn't even just the poor kid. It was always kind of like that kid, you know, felt left out, you know. And listen, my parents weren't rich by any means. Actually, we were really fucking, you know, literally living paycheck to paycheck. But they always made sure that you know. I had new shit and things like that because even as adults, we know what that feeling is. You know what I mean? And it's a shame that now that feeling is being used to weaponize, you know, these influencers who want to further whatever agenda they want. Right. Mm -hmm. So they can say, well, most kids your age feel this, this, and this, you know, and, and it's just, it's hard because we can tell them all day, every day, coach them on, Say what you mean, mean what you say, even if you're the only one saying it, right? When you get in that setting, it's really hard. So if she's got five or six friends saying, yeah, fuck that, we're not going to be moms when we grow up or whatever, even if she really doesn't feel that way, she's probably she's just going to go over the You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's, but it's hard to coach that individuality because you want them to also be a part of society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Well, it, you know what, and it's it's um, I I would say that it's in a way I think it's also primal, like it's a primal instinct for young girls to want to grow into be wives and mommies. Yeah, right. Like it's ingrained already in them. It's that's that's why they're the the child bearers. Yeah, it, yeah. It's you know, I hate to break it to anybody out there that thinks that <laughs> you can just tuck your windsock in and call it good. <laughs> Okay. Now but yeah, now you're it, pretty pretty lady. It, in my opinion, in my opinion, it should be um it should be is that your headphones, boy? That's not mine. That's it was just weird. really loud. Yeah, it was <laughs> and then it stopped. So anyways, um that it is uh almost like when the moment I saw my son. Yeah. This caveman shit yeah. went on, you know. You're ready to murder anybody that walks I'm through like, the door. Oh, I <laughs> can absolutely slit someone's throat. Yeah. With a sock. I can do that. <laughs> I'll make it happen. I don't know how yeah. it's gonna happen, right? It's a primal <laughs> thing. And the desire for me to be a provider for my wife and my son mm-hmm. um is something that like if you don't have it, I don't maybe it never kicks in for you, right? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because all it's that, like all that fluoride, you know, it's all, it's all fluoride, <laughs> GMOs, blue nugget. <laughs> but, um, you know, this generation, this, this softening, this weakening of this generation is just, is, is, it's literally insane, you know, like yeah. a mm-hmm. grandpa ago, those dudes were storming the yeah, beach. One, yeah. One person ago. Yeah. Fighting the Nazis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. so it has been a very rapid takeover. And that's why, dude, Monday I posted a video on my own personal account because I was seeing all this shit on Instagram about uh, this person's oppressed for this. And my pronouns are, <laughs> or my, my pronouns are, are and then, yeah. you know, all this stupid shit. And then you see yeah. like kids like doing all these fucking TikTok dances <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, no, go to fucking work. Yeah. Learn a skill. Learn, learn a trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be better. Yeah. Yeah. Like we live in the best time to be alive in one of the best places for that to happen. Yeah. Because I can't say the same for, you know, kids in Sudan or 
mm-hmm. but you know places like that yeah and still nobody's happy with it no unbelievable and, but but that it's it's because of the abundance of freedoms that we have i'm not saying take those freedoms away but when people spend this much time you know in a time that is this good to us right mm-hmm. they get bored so they have to manufacture shit you know what mm-hmm. i mean they, they we have so much free time that instead of using that free time to create something whether it's a new machine or uh, you know a piece of entertainment like a podcast or a youtube channel you know whatever whatever it is they're not using that energy to create anything but discomfort yeah. complacency fear uh, and and that's what drives these younger kids. They they want to they they just they just want to be and not contribute, but they want everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you said it, boy. Um, not to advocate at, at all uh, for the need not to have the rights that we enjoy, the rights yeah. that people died for. However, yeah. we're living in a Greek tragedy where our greatest strengths have now become our greatest weakness. Yeah. Wow! Right. And, and it's, tank, it's, tank, phenomenal. Tank, tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's phenomenal to me when I see the the young socialists of America marching in the street, totally disillusioned, right? Yeah. Not knowing that they are marching in lockstep with with plans that have been in play, have been devised, and yep. they are willing participants in the proliferation and the manifestation of that damn plan. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost as if they truly believe that, right? That by um, supporting the socialist idea by supporting this communist manifesto that if the commies were to in fact take over the country, they're going to say, listen, all these guys that were protesting in the street for us, they're going to be protected. Bring them on our side. We're going to yeah. let them you know, live with the small group of elite that are now controlling every facet of society in this yeah. new totalitarian dictatorship. Mm-hmm. It's mind boggling to me. And they, they also do not know that we are quite literally, quite literally, the only country in the world where you are guaranteed that freedom to speak out against your government. Yeah. Be be brave, right? Be be brave. Like the like the boy on TikTok last year, right? The um the, the boy girl, right? Mm-hmm. He says with with his long hair and with his um his mother's old high school dress on. He <laughs> says he says I'm brave because I choose to walk in the street like this. Hey kid, you want to be brave? Go and do that in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Go exactly. and do that in Iraq. Go walk out in the street and proudly proclaim yourself, right? The a member of the opposite sex in a country where they will chop your head off, yeah. hang you by your ankles. Exactly. Don't be brave, kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and so not not to I'm mention sorry, uh, I, not to mention we also have to ask the question: Where is he being brave at? Like, what street TikTok. are you walking down? <laughs> Just it's not TikTok. Crenshaw Boulevard, I bet. Yeah. It's not downtown Detroit, huh? <laughs> so you're walking to the suburbs. Yeah. Exactly. Do do that in modern-day Chicago, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, but I don't even want to go outside there. Yeah. Oh, but man. it's, it, you know, that shit all floats to the top because that's what the social media companies and the government wants you to hear. Um. I, I'm extremely comfortable in the fact that all these people like, you know, when they're like, oh, it's OK for for guys that are friends to kiss each other or the people who are like, it's OK for me to be a unicorn one day. And then, you know, all of these people who who maybe do think like, hey, if 
we're on the right side of history, even if it goes wrong. Right. Mm. So if, say China's like, oh, we finally did it. They're all communists now. Let's go in and invade. Well, it, if you're looking just at social media, you would think that the communists have won. Right. Agreed. Yeah. But I'm extremely comfortable in the fact that if shit was to hit the fan, there are far more people who have been in a fight and are willing to fight than the people they would have on the front lines who have never experienced any type of hardship ever. Right. And these are are the the people who want to groom kids, think it's okay for pedophiles to be pedophiles, and they think they have no consequence because they have so many people behind them. But if shit was to hit the fan, right, and there was Civil War 2.0, I can guarantee that we would come out on top. You know what I mean? There's no way that those people have it in them to protect anything at all. Yeah, it's – I think it's about time we start the Hooligan Fight Club. No, but but for real though is is, – if you were to look at, like you said, boy, just as social media, you would think the communists have won, and I think are starting to win uh, battles here and there. Um, but at the same time, you have an entire generation that lives off of the internet. Mm-hmm. So if the internet goes off tomorrow, I mean, people will literally lose their mind, right? Oh, they couldn't function. I'll just plug in my Sega, because it's analog. Right? Idiots. But... Um, <laughs> That's that's the the greatest tool, as you said, Noel. Greatest tool and the greatest um, disaster that we've had uh, it w- would be also the internet, because the internet is the wild west, but um, it's also used for a constant stream of propaganda. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Either side of the coin. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's. Um, it's interesting to see where things are going, especially with this sudden desire or push to, in some circles, normalize pedophilia. Yeah, they're going oh, hard got, right now with that. You got the maps, the, the maps, this whole maps thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is biblical here, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. This, I, I, un, unbelievable. In fact, there was a video that's recently gone viral coming out of here in Texas, which is a shock to me because I had. Hold a on, Noel. I think your mic is a little buzzing there in your in the ears there. You guys hear crickets or something? Yeah, that's like what I hear. Yeah. It's like a cricket sound. Is the FBI watching you? Captain. Oh, oh, hold on, fellas. Yeah. If you're listening, FBI, go ahead and like and subscribe. Go ahead like smash me. that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> I am Russia. You like me, right? <laughs> Smash that like button. You Smish. can catch the show on all podcasting platforms. And be sure to sign up for the Hooligan Tavern. It's like it's gone now. Right? For now. Hmm. For now. Well, interesting. Interesting. Fuck you, FBI I thought, guy. I, I thought that was Boya interrupting again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Come on, noise-canceling earbuds. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it sounds good now. I must have just been some kind of interference somewhere. It's kind of odd. But I cut you off, and you were on a you were on a rampa rampage. 
Yeah, I uh, broke my concentration there. Was I going into the grand jury proceeding by the People's Court of Public Opinion? <laughs> Were we going in that direction? Oh, the maps. maps. The maps. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. You, you said a uh, documentary was coming out in Texas is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, a, a recent video that went viral showing a teacher, right? This is a student recording in the classroom, a teacher saying do not use the word. Oh, yeah. To describe. You, you seen that, boy? I, saw, I, saw, yeah, I, I didn't that. see the video, but I, I read the transcript. I saw the article. Brother, yeah. mind-blowing. I cannot believe it. And this is why the public education system. Stop it, cricket. <laughs> This is why the public education system is in shambles. Yeah. In shambles. Yeah. Okay? And they literally have teachers saying, yeah, we do this all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we talk about genders. We talk about you can be a boy if you're a girl. And like they're literally on social media saying this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, it's not shocking. What's weird is, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, but what's weird is that all of a sudden King Pedo takes over when his fucking mommy dies, right? Oh. And now Maps is fucking trending. Oh, yeah, let's not call pedophiles pedophiles. Let's call them Maps because people are are overreacting, right? Well, if I'm not mistaken, that teacher was even saying... Um... That doesn't make you a pedophile if you want to if you want to have sexual intercourse with like a five year old. Well, that's and the, they were like that's the definition. What? Like that's the way people will describe maps, right? Like um, the first time I heard it, it blew me away. I think it was it was a while back, but I had shared it with you and Chris, and it was uh, you know an article basically this person explaining that just because you want to be <laughs> just because you want to or just because you're sexually attracted to a child doesn't make you a pedophile and they were totally serious they were fucking totally serious about this i like i don't know if they expected people to be like yeah that makes sense you know what i mean but yeah these like nine and ten year olds or whatever they're like oh okay, yeah right okay and but it's it's insane to me Right. There's a there's a, a huge difference between someone going, man, that's such a cute baby to going, man, I want to fuck that baby. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like Massive, they, massive. Difference. Zero to 100. Right. Zero to 100. Because a person that says, oh, man, that baby's super cute doesn't make them a pedophile. But now when you're like, I'd fuck that baby. But you know what? I'm not a pedophile. I'm not going to do it. It's like, yeah, but you still that's still very wrong. You know, very wrong. Yeah, they're broken people. Like uh, Ryan from Dangerous World was saying when we did that episode. Um, just the 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 push for it is just yeah. so huge push, crazy. I forgot to change the background there. But um, as we get um, Noel back in here, I'm gonna bring him back into his daydream music. Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and add Noel back to the stream. Welcome back, Noel. Uh, he had a little bit of issues. Over on his end of the the pond there, but um, <laughs> nevertheless, he's back. No crickets in the background. Um, Noel, uh, how you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. There was a two pound cricket up in the attic space there. <laughs> um, Is that, I thought he. I, I thought hope he, I got him. 
Yeah, I thought it. I thought he sent down like a like a web attack or something like that. Like you're <laughs> battling a fucking Pokemon. Like all oh, this started snowing in Texas. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm not too sure what this fluff is up in the attic. But I mean, the entire attic has this fluff there. I'm not too oh, sure why we need it. That is that is uh, a new form of insulation. It's blowing insulation. It's actually muy muy bueno. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. As Word. my friends from the south would say. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. No, oh, you're good. good, man. You're good. You're good. Um, good. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, man, because with with schools um, that are kind of pushing this, I'm, I'm sure it's happening in pockets. I know when yeah. I was in high school, um, none of these conversations were being had. No, I never, none. I never once had anybody go. You know what, man? Pedophilia gets a bad rap. Like, you know what I mean? And and the crazy part is, is that these people have the balls to be like, man, like, why do people fucking hate us? Well, <laughs> you know, it's, and then, and then also, come out and be like, hey, man, we're no different than you, right? You, Some of you guys like black chicks. Some of you guys like white chicks. We like kids. And then yeah, people are like, yeah, 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 right? What's like, a big deal? Yeah, well, there's, you know, I, I they all missed history class. Because mm. every civilization that has been cool with pedophilia has fucking burned to the ground. Yeah, Absolutely. it started with the Roman Empire. And, but um, go back to no, what Noel said. It's biblical. You it know is what biblical. I mean? biblical. We, we are, we are getting towards that that time and, and, and period. Um, I, I, I want to back up a little bit because we talked about in the beginning of the episode what we thought was the turning point, right? Boy, you posed that question. Um, I also think... It was when society started pushing this idea that if you implemented any type of corporal punishment on your children, mm-hmm. you are a bad parent. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about the guy that comes home who's a drunk that lays into, <laughs> yeah. you know, wife Susie and Bobby because his, you know, TV dinner was lukewarm. And that's <laughs> a totally different person I'm talking about. But I'm talking about disciplining your child when it's appropriate, right? Because every punishment's got to fit the crime yeah but popping them one time on the wrist on the butt on the mouth if it's deserved i'm not you know again i'm not saying fucking choke slam your kid through a table yeah but you you, clearly you've never had cold salisbury steak dude yes that's true that's true because hey my wife that's like that's like i just heard today on the be a man podcast the guy just goes on right with a stern face and and he says um when you get home from work you say two things where's my dinner where's my beer be a man (laughs) <laughs> you know my dad had told me a joke one time my mom my mom was not happy about it but my dad had told me a joke and he said uh what do you tell a woman that has two black eyes nothing she's already been told twice <laughs> <laughs> oh man but seriously don't punch your wife oh, you yeah. know seriously seriously yeah here's another joke for oh, you man. you guys want to hear a joke yeah, <laughs> women's rights. Am I right, guys? Uh, <laughs> right? What do you call a blank piece of paper? Uh, you rights. fellas will not be welcome in Pajama Boy's house. I tell you. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, but it's you, I, you I would I, not even allow you near the basement door. Yeah, I'd <laughs> yeah, be like, it's fucking one. Why are you in your pajamas? Yeah, weirdo, you lazy <laughs> asshole. What are you going to Walmart on your Jesus? But Christ. these are. 
now we we can't uh, we can't blame just the the kids that want the soft life, right? Because we also have to put some blame on the parents. Those parents are oh, not sure. instilling mm-hmm. drive into these kids, right? Yeah, Correct. and pushing them to learn a skill or a trade or whatever it is. Because I mean, mm-hmm. these kids they think they're everything. If you look at their fucking Instagram bio, it's like digital creator, entrepreneur, what filmmaker, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, you're not. You're just a guy who, who says, I got a side hustle. You drive for Lyft, okay? <laughs> it's not a side hustle. Grinding. <laughs> yeah. You know, a side hustle is a side hustle is the, the old, you know, Abuelita in her fucking kitchen folding goddamn tamales and then yeah. selling them. Baratero, you know, man. Oh, yeah, baratero, you know what I mean? Man. Like, getting up early staying out late and that's yeah. grinding you fucking i don't want to take up i don't want to pick up this ride you know far different that's not a side hustle but they all think yeah. that they're gonna make it by doing the least amount and these mm-hmm. parents aren't like hey guess what kid you can't be a fucking youtuber you've been at it for three years you have 200 followers it's not gonna work yeah, I'm you know? not even subscribed anymore. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's not going to work yeah. out. But. Unsubscribed. Okay. Your content's trash. You know what I mean? And, but listen, that's not to say that lightning doesn't strike. Obviously, it does. Some of these influencers, a lot of them we know are implanted, but there are mm-hmm. some people that organically took off and now it's their thing. That doesn't happen to everybody. That's a very small number of the population True. who make it in that way. You know what I mean? How many and, podcasts and, and, are there? Uh, you know, 2.5 million in the world. A lot. Yeah, that's a wow. fucking wow. lot. <laughs> and and even then, the ones that are, are highly um, effective, uh, mm-hmm. relatively famous, that have uh, amassed a large following, that yeah. was as a result of the discipline to commit to consistency. Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah. discipline to commit to consistency. And you have to have some kind of conflict in your life to build on that part of your character. Yeah. And 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 so we've reached a point in time where where you know even guys from our generation we at times welcomed conflict because it helped mm-hmm. us to build our character, right? Absolutely, yeah. These these youngsters however conversely want to stay away from conflict and build a character. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the and the the, the crazy part is is that character that whole fake personality of theirs is what they live and die on. And they let mm-hmm. other people control those emotions because the only yeah, reason yeah. that character is built is for likes and shares, right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. And if they don't get those, it destroys them as a person. Mm-hmm. But you it, said it. You said it, Boya. The, the, we cannot – we also cannot – negate the parents role in this because yeah. this is happening a lot and and I even see it in in my era in my generation now with people that I know mm-hmm. we have totally blurred the line right and allow ourselves to be more our children's friend than yep. our children's parent Absolutely. we really think that we're going to get more progress and help our kids more by simply acting as their friend rather than acting as their parent yeah. or finding that perfect medium if one so exists, mm-hmm. right? And I had this conversation, which I believe was a perfectly timed conversation. I don't want to tap myself. <laughs> but I, I had this conversation with my children the other day, the, the two oldest, obviously, and, and I really do believe that they understood it. They grasped the idea of that. Right. Mm -hmm. I love them to death. Right. I want to have 
the openness. I want them to be able to approach me with anything. I, I want for their uh, first instinct, God, God forbid they should get themselves jammed up to say, oh, wow, let me let me call that and yeah. see what kind of advice he has to get me out of this. Not, oh, shit, I don't want to call that. I'm going to get yeah. myself into trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I want them to know that I'm going to be your parent. My duty to you, my responsibility to you goes far beyond just, you know, us being able to share pairs of sneakers when when we both have the same size. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you, yeah. if you can understand that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so we, we really need to understand and we do need to highlight when parents are getting too selfish within themselves to define that role of parent and friend. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we had yes. we had a similar conversation with Larry Stevenson and I something he told me is is something that I'm will implement especially when my children are, are older and this comes mm-hmm. into play, but he he had said that his discussion was if something ever comes up Right. And we talked about kind of peer pressure earlier. But if something comes up and they say, hey, let's uh, let's go out here and let's fucking drink a little bit before we hit the road or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know it's wrong and you don't want to do it, but you feel embarrassed by telling them, hey, I don't want to do it then use me as the excuse. Say, man, you know, mm-hmm. my dad will beat my ass if, if, if he mm-hmm. finds out or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and yep. that's, that's what a father is, right? I'll, I'll yeah. take all the heat. And I tell my son that all the time, especially, you know, when, when they stopped masks at his school, we threw them all away. And I said, I don't care. And because it was an argument that I got into with my mother-in-law over this too, because oh, wow. uh, adjoining, adjoining or a, a, an adjacent school district went back to masks Thankfully, our school is, you know, pretty, I would say, I wouldn't even call them conservative. I'd say they're pretty moderate. Um, Mm -hmm. But they said, no, it's going to remain a choice. And Mm -hmm. so I told my son, I said, I don't care if they change their mind. If they tell you to put on a mask, you're not going to put on a mask. If they hand you a mask, you're going to tell them you're not going to wear it. And he said, well, what if they tell me? I said, you tell them that your dad said you can't. Okay. And then they can call me and we can deal with it. And then, cause my mother-in-law said the same thing. Well, what if they tell him to put a mask back on? I said, he's not going to, I don't, I don't care, you know? And she's, well, well then what do they do if they, if they say he can't go to school? I said, then we'll fight that, but it's not something that we're going to compromise on. And I don't want him to feel like he's going to be the one getting in trouble. You say my dad said, you know what I mean? And, um, that's, that was something I never really thought about, you know? And that's yeah. a good, that's a good out. Cause I always tell my kids, no matter what, if you, I don't care if they're lying about who left the juice out or whatever. If you tell me the truth, I promise I will not get angry. But if you lie to me, then we have a problem. Yeah. So, you know, there's always, you always want that open line of communication there because sure. if, if you are friends, right, then they either know there's not they either know that there's not going to be a consequence for whatever mm-hmm. it is they're doing um mm-hmm. and and some people will say well if you're too strict then they'll just do it behind your back or they'll become good liars that's not true uh to a certain extent now i do know kids you know who grew up as preachers kids or cops kids and they were off the fucking wild oh right? yeah oh, but yeah. but i also know a lot of kids who had a lot of authority and that character of whoever's uh, you know, applying the authority rubs off on them. 
And, and I think all three of us can sit here and say, you know, yeah, I got spanked when I grew up, but I think it made me a better person. Yeah, for sure. Right. Oh, for sure. I know I can count how many times I told my dad to shut up. <laughs> one time yeah <laughs> exactly one time yeah exactly but now you also know there's consequences right hell yeah how many people do we beat. see just out saying shit even just on the internet saying shit because they've never had that type of response right mm -hmm. they, they can call their mom a bitch and not get hit with a golf club oh dude glad <laughs> you brought that up i i don't i think i've told you this before boya but maybe not noel so this was a few months back but my wife and I were at Target, and we had little Storm Shadow in the cart, and he's doing his thing. His thing. Love that kid. Man, he's he's a cool dude, man. He's a cool. He's a freaking monster right now, too. Um, but we cruise by this aisle, and this family is like leaving. I don't want to say they were very uh, stereotypical in your head image. If you were to say, "Yeah, I live in Kansas," right? Like, <laughs> Right? Hell yeah. Um, and this kid was losing it in the cart. And he was probably two, maybe a little older, because he was talking. Okay. Losing it. I hate you. I hate you. What's wrong with you? Wow. What's wrong with you? I hate you. I'm going to hit you. What's wrong with you? So they're like exiting the store. Now my son sees this and he's like, kind of observing the moment you know yeah. and i looked at him and i said i know you don't understand what i'm saying but if you fucking ever <laughs> ever <laughs> do some shit like that to me or your mom i will 100 you up 100%. and then i kiss him on his forehead i said i love you <laughs> that's and, and that is how you create core memories my friend that's it yeah, yeah. absolutely core memory yeah wow. and you know because it's <laughs> Poor like kid, said, though, man. Yeah, but that's learned behavior right there, right? Yeah, 110%, especially at that age, for sure. He's yeah. he's literally mimicking what he is familiar with. That is yep. yeah. sad, man, sad. It is super sad, man, because parents are really dropping the ball. Like the And yeah. the crazy part is, is, you know, everybody that becomes a parent, even if they – like I spent a lot of time going, yeah, we'll have kids when we're ready. Well, fuck, dude, you're never ready. You're not, there's sure, no way yeah. that anybody could ever be ready. And yeah. you get handed this little life and they tell you like, all right, see ya. Good luck, dude. You know, and you're like, and, fuck. And like with your nuclear and, family. And, <laughs> and you know what? We were never given any manual. This is not like yeah. something where there's an instruction list that now you can download PDF that everybody exactly. gets. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what what in what year were they putting babies in baskets out the window? It was like a right? crib that was out the window. Yeah. yeah in these yeah. apartment tenement buildings in New York. And yeah, they thought that was a good idea. The, yeah, setting them in the back of fucking Cadillacs while they're driving. You know what I mean? <laughs> like on the on the shelf in the back. You know? So, you know, I mean, we'll we'll this is something that there is no one hundred percent foolproof way to tackle, right? Yeah. However, however, if you eliminate personal selfishness, right, then you become aware of the greater responsibility, the greater duty, Yeah, you know, which is to to keep the kids safe. Right. But keep them also safe from themselves. Exactly. The only fucking way for you to understand that is if you leave and take the selfishness from yourself. 
Exactly. And that's the big fucking problem today, my brother. Self- yeah, yeah, exactly. You said it best because I know I know adults. My my brother actually and his girl, unfortunately, she can't have kids. But oh, I'm sorry. they're they're like at a point in their life where they're both pretty making pretty good money, right? They're single. They got their own place, and and they could get up at any time and say, "Hey, we're heading to Vegas, or we're taking a flight here, or whatever." And they enjoy that. And and I know when I was younger, my brother always wanted kids. But once he reached this stage in his life, I'd ask him about it. Hey, do you guys plan on like adopting? Are you thinking about a surrogate or what? And he said, man, listen, I like driving a sports car. I like being able to leave when I want. I like being able to go and smoke weed when I want. I, I, I don't want kids. And I said, that's the best thing that you could have said. Because you're aware, right? He mm-hmm, knows he's mm-hmm. selfish. You have these people who want to have kids because they think they're fucking accessories. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And, for and sure. they're totally comfortable. Like, oh, look at I'm dressing this little person just like me. They got Gucci mm-hmm. this and fucking. And then those kids start to feel like props. You know what I mean? And Oh, so you've lived in New Jersey before. <laughs> you know, to be fair, I was picturing like, like a, a Puerto Rican mom or someone like Cardi B raising a fucking little kid that's like dressed like ja rule you know what i mean and sir i want really quickly i want to stop you there that's racist i consider myself a taco (laughs) i identify as a taco jill biden said that i'm a taco so please refer to yes please refer to any hispanic males from this point on in the conversation as tacos please my good sir isn't that what got the fucking chihuahua kicked off of taco bell Dude, they, that's the craziest part is they got woke and fired every minority in the business. They got woke and fired every Uncle Ben lost his job, the Taco Bell Chihuahua lost his job, and Jemima, oh, the Lando Lakes Indian girl lost her job. Hey, uh, oh. they, hey, so they kicked the Indian off, but they kept the land. Did you see that? <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> was it the smallpox edition? Yeah. No, there was just a picture of a blanket on there for two months and then, then they were gone. <laughs> Can't believe it's not smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> Lando Lakes changes names to Trail oh, of Tears. Man. Unbelievable. And then the, hey, but then the next the next edition that'll come out, I'll just have a casino in the background. <laughs> Yeah, a casino, a casino, or like an oil rig. <laughs> God damn it! That what platform are you guys forward. on? Because you're about none to get tossed, man. You're gonna... Yeah, yeah. If they've made it this far, none. Yeah, we're now. just gonna. We're just on our own Google file now. Oh, man. <laughs> it says do not play. I swear to God, listen in the most non-gender fluid way possible. I love you guys. I swear to God. Oh man. Well, sometimes you yeah. gotta laugh about this because it's that's all you could do as a normal, Absolutely. sane human being. Man, I have to add some levity to the situation, man. Absolutely. Otherwise, forget it. We'll yeah. be in the basement with Pajama Boy. I don't want to come up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think that's a long, drawn-out conversation to kind of get back to the forty-five uh, goals of of communism. Is oh yeah, um, why they're coming after kids so hard. So unintended. With our our generation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, so we said words are important, right? Yeah. Herbert the pervert stopping by again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys were speaking my language. But I jumped in here. Soundboard, man. <laughs> the, the whiskey beer and conspiracy soundboard. I'm gonna fucking look at, look for it tonight. That's an adult version. Yeah. Oh, oh man, man, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we going with that? Where are we going? With uh, we're talking about them going after kids. No pun intended. Herbert the pervert mm-hmm. showed up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so here's the thing. The reason why they're doing that is because they're banking on everyone post 2045. We, we're beyond the pale. Even if they threw us, let's mm-hmm. let's just narrow it down specifically to us. If they threw us in re-education camps, they're only going to get us more upset. They'll waste all their money True. and resources trying yeah. to re-educate us. They're only going to get us more angry, and we'll be like the the soldiers in the Great Escape in World War yeah. II that dug yeah. the tunnel. Um, yeah, because because now now you know we're going to create dissidents, and people are going to follow us. Yes, them. absolutely right. So we're done. They they don't even consider that for us. They are mm-hmm. now putting their sights, setting their sights on the post twenty forty five generation, right? right? And that's why they're pushing so hard to normalize all the shit that. You and and I both know is sick in the head, deranged. Yeah. Yeah. Part of these forty-five goals of of communism and whatever other totalitarian, Satanist, Luciferian mindset shit that they got. And now in, we're know, talking. Yeah. Oh, now absolutely. Talking. And yeah. the the time of of recording this, um, this is the the day after nine eleven. So this will release on Friday, but um, never forget. It, it, dude, it's it's sad to see that we're the only ones that still on the anniversary. And I say like people like us, like in our yeah. community, right? Yeah, are still demanding answers and asking questions. Mm-hmm. And everybody yeah. else just goes, "Oh Moved yeah, that on. thing happened." They forgot. I forgot. Listen, forgot. after, when, after they played, you never forget. When you read one of the greatest fiction novels ever, <laughs> this one right here. Look at how thick this yeah. fiction novel is. I'm telling you, oh, this they love made commissions. By, telling you, the the this there's a forward by Aesop in here. Aesop okay. Rocky. <laughs> I didn't know he was like you that. See, okay. uh, damn, I, I just said my age. Holy <laughs> shit! This, there's there's a forward by Mother Goose in here. What the fuck? Okay, this is the greatest fiction novel ever. As yeah. a result of this, we will never stop asking questions. Yeah. In, yeah. in part, in part, because there's a lot of other evidence. I mean, the, the show that you guys did, um, which is one of the shows that kind of um, got me hooked on Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies, was the 9-11 podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> so yeah. it's, it's just disheartening, you know? You see like yeah. a tiny script in the front of the newspaper on yeah. 9-11, more or less because they don't want to be – I think it's because they don't want to be the one newspaper – that didn't say something about it. Mm, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. Because, agreed. you know, it, it is, yeah, it, it is super, just like you said, just disheartening to see because everybody, you know, what never forget, never forget. And everybody mm-hmm. forgot. And people are just kind of like, well, I'm dealing with my own shit, you know? And yeah, there, I mean, you, you don't have to, you know, be a conspiracy minded person to, kind of just understand that the aftermath of what took place was extremely wrong like if you're not asking questions about two planes flying into the building fine 
you want to accept the the idea that people you know hijacked these planes and flew them into the building that's fine but everything that happened afterwards yeah and the reasoning behind it like people should be asking questions about one the other or both if you have zero questions about 9-11 then there's an issue right gentlemen can can we can we pivot for a little while into the 9-11 yeah yeah of course go in that direction of course um guys uh uh and you guys were there with me. I, so I was 16 when, when the towers came down, mm-hmm. right? No one ever even considered at that time, or at least that I know of, that there was foreknowledge of the event, that there yeah. were, in fact, some kind of warnings in the pipeline. Yeah, I think this Alex simply, Jones knew, but... Yeah, right. Alex, he was one of the early ones? <laughs> he was day up. Early on everything. No kidding, yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, wow. Well, well, they were they were, there was a lot of drills being ran, right? which is mm-hmm. super common um they were because i think i want to say i was 14 when it happened um okay. but there was there was drills being ran the guy that fucking owns the towers all of a sudden like upped insurance and oh, yeah. moved his office mm-hmm. and all this you know what i mean called in sick oh, that day yeah like it, that's wild yeah you're you saying foregone foregone knowledge of, of what was taking place absolutely man absolutely and uh not not too long after 9-11, right? There yeah. was some D-class material that came out through the diligent efforts of investigative journalists who were much older at the time that immediately identified holes in the official fucking narrative. Yeah. I mean, Im- immediately they identified some serious holes in this. They put a bow on it with this yeah. official narrative, right? And they started doing some digging and um, they were able to uncover some, uh, some information that's compelling. Guys, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna for a minute read a report that came out in 2006 by a gentleman named Ed Haas. That's Ed H A double S. Okay. Ed Haas found an absolutely incredible story of a former IDF agent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Not an IDF agent, an IDF veteran who fought in the Yom Kippur War in like 1970-something. Okay. okay. Apparently, this guy overheard a conversation at the Gomel Chesed Cemetery in Newark, New Jersey. Now, the reason why that stood out to me in particular is because I know that Jewish cemetery from firsthand experience. I worked as a supervisor for four years right down the street. Oh, and so okay. I would, so I would come into Newark and the south side of Newark, right off of Freeling Heisen Avenue, is is the world's foremost place to take a look at how opioids have destroyed this country. If you want to see the magnitude of the opioid epidemic in this country, go to the south side of Newark, New Jersey and ride down Freeling Heisen Avenue. It's mm. the forgotten land. Wow. Okay. And smack dab in the middle of Freeling Heisen Avenue is this Jewish cemetery. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal to me. Yeah. You know, for, for no, <laughs> you know, no racist, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to somewhere for that, but okay. <laughs> but, I I, but I thought that that was incredible. And so this guy was in that cemetery picking ivies, right? Mm. And he overhears a conversation which was uh, in Hebrew. And as a you know, person from Israel, that immediately stood out to him. And what did yeah. this nosy bastard do? He listens to the entire conversation. 
And let me read to you the, the details of this story, and I promise you I'll be fast. But is, my is first this, question is... Is this brown breaking, breaking stuff? Have you told this to anybody else? No, no. I, I've, I've been banned from going live on Instagram. I wanted to go live on Instagram to highlight these two articles, and yeah. uh, I, I can't go on live. And this was for attempting to post on the attempted assassination of the Argentinian president. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, vice president rather two weeks ago mm-hmm. when the gun jammed uh, yeah when the gun jammed jesus christ you guys saw that Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the first time i've seen an assassination attempt where the gun jams it's like yeah. crazy the way nice. but you had a question Divine you wanted intervention ask a question before we started rolling with your article um no no question anybody okay. no 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 okay I'm i want to hear I'll, I'll, I'll burst through this real quickly yeah. guys and so um again this is uh this article was published on December the 2nd, 2006, so five years after 9-11, and uh, it was uh, published by a guy named Ed Haas, uh, okay. investigative journalist, independent. <clears throat> In October of 2000, approximately 11 months prior to September 11, 2001, a former Israeli Defense Force member and veteran of the Yom Kippur War in 73 was collecting English ivy cuttings from the Gomel Chesed Cemetery located at McClellan and 245 Mount Olive Ave in Newark, New Jersey. The Gomel Chesed Cemetery is a Jewish cemetery. While he was scouting the cemetery for ivy cuttings, he overheard what he believed to be a conversation spoken in Hebrew, which immediately drew his attention. Curious, he walked toward the voices until he was close enough to accurately hear the conversation and confirm that it was indeed being, spoke, uh, <clears throat> being spoken in Hebrew. Excuse me. He found himself along a heavily, heavily vegetated fence line that sat on top of an eight-foot-high retaining wall, which concealed his presence from the men engaged in the conversation. The two men he saw and overheard were casually leaning against the retaining wall beneath him. As he watched and listened, a third man arrived to the meeting in a Lincoln Town car. He emerged from the rear seat of the car while the driver and another passenger remained in the car. The two men leaning against the wall upon seeing the arrival of the third man changed their relaxed position into that of attentiveness, signifying respect and the importance or ranking of the person that had just arrived. Hmm. It was clear that the two men were waiting and expecting the arrival of the third, indicating that the meeting was prearranged. Mm-hmm. What the observer of these happenings heard beneath him after the normal niceties were exchanged between the three men alarmed him to no end. The man who arrived in the town car said this, quote, the Americans will learn what it is to live with terrorists after the planes hit the twins in September. Now, remember, guys, this was a conversation overheard in October of 2000, nearly wow. a year before the event. OK, again, quote, the Americans will learn what it is to live with terrorists after the planes hit the towers in September. Unquote. One of the men who had been leaning against the retaining wall expressed concerns regarding whether the upcoming presidential presidential election, November of 2000, between Bush, Cheney, Gore, and Lieberman would impact the plans. The man that arrived in the town car pacified the doubts by saying, quote, don't worry, we have people in high places, and no matter who gets elected, they will take care of everything, unquote. Wow. In this report, the source that requested that his name not be used initially had doubts. However, after listening, wait, let me run, let me run back again. 
So in this report, the source that has requested that I not use his name in this article, so this is Ed Haas with his own personal assertion there. Initially, I had doubts. So initially, Ed Haas had doubts about okay. the source information. Okay. However, after listening to his account of what he attempted to do with the information obtained in the Gomel Hasid Cemetery, coupled with the plethora of independent media accounts of a vivid Israeli connection to 9-11, I decided that I should avoid contempt prior to investigation and check out the story. So that was from Ed Haas himself. Now, the source informed me, Ed Haas, that he wrestled with what to do with this information he stumbled upon while searching for English ivy. Truthfully, he frees for his life. Having served in the IDF and possessing a firm understanding of how the Israeli government and the Mossad really operates, his fears are justifiable and prudent rather than the result of skittish paranoia. Wow. According to his account on February 9th, 2001, it gets crazier, fellas. According to his account on February 9th, 2001, approximately eight months prior to the airplanes being flown into the twins, he sent out an email to then Attorney General John Ashcroft informing the Attorney General that he had important terrorism-related information. So this is why I wanted to bring this up, because forewarning. Everybody thought that this was a surprise attack by a guy with a laptop and a satellite phone in a cave 6,600 6, miles yeah. away. Okay? Yeah. But in reality, there was credible evidence that was already in the pipeline a year before. Yeah. A year before. Right? And we can also cite, like you said, Alex Jones. We can cite William Cooper and a number of other people who had already, you know, uh, come across information that proves or that proved at the time that there was something already pre-planned, that something that was going to be big. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead, brother. So <clears throat> it just reminds me a lot of, of, of and we've mentioned this before, that 9-11 um, was no different than Pearl Harbor and the Lusitania. Mm -hmm. None of those were surprise attacks. We no. fucking knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And this is why we've classified um, three different categories of false flags, right? Mm -hmm. One is it never happened. Completely fake, completely false, a fake event. That's false flag one. False yeah. flag two is that you um, knew it's gonna, you know it's going to happen and you play a part in it. Yeah. Right? To either minimize collateral damage or... Um, help with the uh, other governments that yeah. are being involved Basically, in new, this, new right? is going to happen let it happen yeah well i would yeah. say that that's third well third is we did it you know oh, what I yeah mean? We, well, yeah we, we it did it we yeah. made it happen right? yeah i think those are the and three classifications absolutely of a false yeah. flag and pearl harbor we knew the lusitania germany said don't fucking come here or we'll sink your ship yeah. What do we do? Let's go take a trip with passengers, yeah. civilian yeah. passengers over there. Well, you don't want to kill and, military members. That's crazy. Well, and then it <laughs> sinks. We they sink the Lusitania. And we're like, revenge the Lusitania. I'm like, hold on, you fucking assholes. They said, don't come over here. We're at war, and we yeah. sent a, a, a ship full of people. Yeah. And now you want to send more people to go to war over there because it benefits whatever agenda you have some money maker man on, on top of oh, yeah. everything regardless of what the agenda is they're generating cash somehow right whether they're mm -hmm. fucking stealing poppies or, or you know stealing gold or 
that's your relics Pat Tillman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. it's like, you know, shit. Here's here's the best way to tell when you know shit didn't happen the way they said it happened is because the official narrative comes together within 24 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine, say someone did take a jumbo jet and fly it into any building, right? Doesn't have to be a 9-11 situation, just someone flew a jet into a building and we know the plane got hijacked. An investigation for that is going to take longer than 24 hours. If it doesn't, oh, yeah. then you know we already knew about it. Right. Yep. By the end of the night, they knew Osama bin Laden did it. They knew that it was a terrorist attack. They knew all of the the uh, pilots' um, mm-hmm. names, where they were from, yeah, yeah. Yep. what kind of weapons they were using. And, you know what I mean? Uh, it let's was all... go ahead and bring this music in and never forget the most important piece of evidence ever found the day of. The uh, motherfucking passport. That motherfucking passport. Thank God <laughs> it was found by an FBI agent. Yeah. Mm. Come on. Hero of the day. Hero, Hero of the fucking of the day. day. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you know. but you know, that's the thing. Like it, it it all come together so fast, the whole story. I mean, you look at the Vegas situation, anything. The Boston bombing, all of that shit. They had all the fucking pieces together. They just needed to catch the guy, or they knew that this was the guy and he killed himself. You know what I mean? Happens with fucking all the mass shootings we see. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll have cops sitting on a road for, I don't know, 12 hours to figure out what happened during a fatal car accident, right? And they're still not done, they're just done at the scene, right? It'll take them a few weeks before they wrap up a report. Yeah, but you're saying something as big as uh, someone shooting into a crowd of hundreds of thousands of people from a one hotel window, and you already know everything before we fucking wake up the next morning. Like that is the best way to tell if something is truthful and it happened organically, or if it was manufactured. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I believe, in my personal opinion, especially after doing the. the report on PFC Levina Johnson, when that happens, you can absolutely bet that one of the reasons why they put a bow on it so quickly is to protect high level connections. Absolutely. That's yeah, that's of one of the many reasons. Yeah. Right. And it's absolutely insane. Levina Johnson was killed, according to her father, on July 17th because he had a conversation with her over the phone that day. And um, she didn't show up for a class uh, to do a training on the fa- on the 18th. Right. So mm. he believes she was murdered on the 17th. They already had a staff sergeant at the house 606, 6,626 miles away in Missouri that said she committed suicide. Yeah. On the 19th. Yeah. Yeah. They already it's it's a few good men, but on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And like, hey, we all saw Maverick. We know what Tom Cruise can still do. But it's like you, you know, it. There's just it's it's so hard to just navigate because there's so much corruption everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I, I mean, you can't it, even go to McDonald's and and get an ice cream cone because they're all colluding, and say that their fucking machine is broken when we all know it's not broken. They just don't want us to have ice cream. Did you sign up for that class action? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I would have been shocked if you were like, fuck yeah, I was the first one to sign. Like, yeah, I uh, created it. So. <laughs> Speaking of class action, man, the other day I look at my account and I got an extra 150 bucks in there. I'm like, what the hell is this? 
It was deposited by the Keller and Lengther law firm. I, I forgot last year I um, included myself in a class action lawsuit against LinkedIn for, for oh. uh, selling information. Hell yeah. Damn, shit, <laughs> yeah, I wish I heard about that. Yeah, no, Damn. it does, man. It does yeah. for sure. Yeah, I had gotten a I had gotten a check from from uh, I used to work for uh, SoCal Pinsky and mm -hmm. I got a check from them for like I think it was like two hundred and sixty bucks or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit. And this was after I had left the company. Right. Like a yeah. year and a half. I'm like, fuck, what, what are these wages? assholes? Yeah, well, that's why, because it's actually it was kind of because of lost wages. They had gotten sued by one of their dealerships uh, just south of here for not paying them correctly, right? And mm. there was a big class action lawsuit. Well, that class action lawsuit wasn't just for that dealership; it was actually for the employees, the technician employees of So Kalpinski. So every technician got a cut off of that check, and. Mm. Immediately after that, you know what So Kalpinski did? What's that? They they changed their business information. Instead of making all the dealerships that they own employees of So So Kalpinski, these were smaller companies owned by So Kalpinski. So a class Ooh. action lawsuit wouldn't affect the entire umbrella; it would just affect that one station. Gotcha. Damn. Yeah, and I was Corruption like, runs deep, damn, man. yeah. And this is this this is a billionaire family, so. You know what I mean? You don't, you got to break some eggs to make some omelets. Well, and this is the thing, man, is like, like you said, it's, it's so much corruption all over the place yeah. all the time. Right. And you gotta, you gotta pick the battles as yeah. it were. But in this time when like, especially just after the anniversary of, of 9-11, 21 years later, and, and you start you know, you, you you start seeing less and less posts about it. Yeah. You know, you're saying it's disheartening. But um, it does bother me, and I think we kind of alluded to this, uh, that no one's asking questions. It's been 21 years, and you can't show me the footage of a fucking airplane going into the Pentagon. Yeah. But you expect me to believe that it for sure was an airplane. Mm-hmm. Like 21 years, if mm -hmm. you have footage of an airplane going into the Pentagon, just show it. Case yeah. closed. All Absolutely. done. Show, show us the video that was confiscated from the gas station across yep. the street. Show us the video from the hotel across the street that proves this was an airplane. Yeah. Because I, I, how the hell how the hell does an airplane make such a small entry wound into that uh, – entry wound, you hear me? Um, <laughs> entry wound into that building – First off, it was what a seven fifty seven. That fucking thing holds nearly twelve thousand gallons of gasoline in yeah. the wings. Where yeah. did all that jet fuel go to? If people were walking out of the cavity where the plane <clears throat> allegedly hit, mm -hmm. did it just vaporize twelve thousand gallons of jet fuel? Don't get me started. Nope. Uh, no, well, black you know, box, you, hey. no black box. No um, black box. That that was the basically the accounting wing of the Pentagon that was trying to figure out where the billions of dollars went yes. days before nine eleven happened. Um, so what better way to, oh, and it was also under construction. So nobody was there. Like there's, there's no such thing as coincidence. You're telling me that you had one shitty camera in front of the Pentagon and it was just the one, right? So one of the most supposed to be one of the most secure places in the nation had one camera <laughs> and then that's all we got. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past our, our government, our military, to have some sort of, of defense 
set up yeah. at the Pentagon. Missile yeah. defense, anti-air that pops out of the fucking sure. lawn yeah. or whatever you <laughs> right? Whatever. Who are we to say that in 10 years a whistleblower doesn't come out and say, Yeah, we do. It was we turned that we were ordered to turn it off that day. Yeah. Because of the drill they were running or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there could be we're somebody holding on to this drill. fucking secret. Um, maybe because they were put in a fucking room somewhere and was like, you know, if you ever tell anybody about this, yeah, we know where where you live and we know where your kids go to school. And I don't doubt for a second that that happens in for certain sure. situations every single day. And I'm not naive enough to believe that something like that couldn't have happened that day when 21 years later you can't show me the fucking footage of the yeah. airplane Correct. going. Because in my Correct. belief, in, in my belief, there's a still there's a couple still frames out there. Mm-hmm. And the last one that you see right before the missile strikes, the, I mean the airplane, um, <laughs> you see a silhouette. To, to me, if I had to put my my uh, ducks in a row, I would say it, it was a missile. Yeah. Now, like where did it missile. come from? Mm-hmm. Was it fired from off the coast? Was it fired from an airplane? Was it fired from a land position somewhere i mean hey, who knows? remember predator drone predator drones were were just hitting the news as being brand new developed those things you know they hold a, a few missiles i wouldn't be surprised if they're like the the architect of all of this was like yeah so we'll get these planes we'll get these idiots to crash them into it or whatever and then you know let's dust off that new predator drone see what it's got <laughs> you know what i mean just hey, listen when you're when you're right. exiting when you're exiting, I'm sorry to, to cut you oh, off. You're there, okay. boy. You're okay. when, when you're exiting the D.C. area, right, and you're passing the Pentagon on your right side, you're on an overpass. Yeah. So it wouldn't be beyond the realm of speculation to, mm. to uh, imagine them having something stationed right underneath that overpass and makes a straight beeline to the Pentagon. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not beyond the road, the road or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean is nothing for them to say, oh, this section of road is closed, right? No one's right. going to think twice about it yeah. and fucking launch it. Because let's face it, like, there's no eyewitnesses either. You know what I mean? There's not one oh, person shit, who who heard a loud noise and happened to look up and realize, like, oh, shit, there's something. But it's, even if even if they didn't know what it was, they could probably clearly distinguish between a plane and anything else. You know what I mean? Absolutely now, correct. And, and you could even, you know, have the the argument about planes or no planes, right? I know that's floating out there. I mean, people yeah. swing both ways on that. Mm-hmm. But you still had video of people looking up at yeah. something, right? Yeah. Whatever that may have been. So no one saw a fucking 747 in probably one of the busiest cities in America when it's it's morning time, it's hustle and bustle, it's get to work, it's get yeah. gas, it's get something for the road you're stuck in traffic no one saw the plane yeah places places that have some of the most strategically placed air bases that were designed specifically for the purpose of protecting that airspace you yeah. mean to tell me that these planes were unmolested for upwards of a fucking hour okay in on trajectories that weren't even part of their flight plan and nobody was like hey you know what maybe we should send someone up there i got a group of pilots here that are just waiting to get some yeah yeah it was that the ffa uh you know they had a drill being run basically during that time during the exact same yeah they were doing an exercise right so think about you know the first iron man movie 
where he takes the suit out and, and his buddy, he calls Rhodey and he tells him like, Hey, tell call these planes off. Tell him it's mm. me. Okay. Well, yeah. what am I supposed to tell him about the plane you just destroyed? Oh, it's an unfortunate training accident. Right. And yeah. that's essentially what happened. Like, yeah. well, we were running a drill. So that's why we didn't pay attention to any of these jets. When have you ever heard any flight traffic controller just say, yeah, well, we just didn't think anything of it. So we didn't uh, pay any attention to any of these planes. Absolutely. It's, it's horseshit, man. Yeah. And then, and then we have to, we have to um, realize too, that some of these pilots weren't some of these pilots like trained veterans, like fucking badasses. Yeah. Yeah. Most most airline pilots are, are fucking gangster, right? They're former military, things like that. It's very Mm -hmm. hard for someone to just say, I want to be a pilot. Then all of a sudden be driving a seven thirty seven around. Um, And but then on the opposite end, all the guys they said that hijacked these planes and took them over and flew them, they were all fucking dropouts. They were they failed their flight classes. You know what I mean? And you're telling me one of them who failed miserably and got kicked out of his flight class was able to make a maneuver that maybe one percent of pilots can do, especially in a jumbo jet. And mm-hmm. hit the side of the Pentagon. Perfect. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> Ground level on top of that. Yeah. And, and here's my cover story for that because uh, I think they really fucked up. But they they didn't send disciplined uh, Muslims over to be the the fall guy. No, but <laughs> but check it out. I'm being serious about that because their claim was in the official narrative that they were devout Muslims. They were um, extremists, right? Yeah. Um, that they didn't come from. Um, Iraq or Afghanistan, where we went, but uh, they were fucking Saudis and from Yemen. Yeah. Um, but there's reports of them partying the night before, hookers, yeah, blow, drinking, yeah. drinking. That is not what you do as a devout Muslim. Yeah. I bacon think cheeseburgers, bacon cheeseburger, extra bacon. <laughs> um, I, well, I they think, had to blend in. Oh, that's right. You gotta blend in. <laughs> I think the cover story is there is go a little off topic here but bear with me i think it's very similar to um the challenger disaster right no dude i was thinking the same thing so if you believe that what i do that nobody was actually on that shuttle it wasn't supposed to blow up so they had seven or eight people that go on this you're the faces of the astronaut fuck it blew up it wasn't supposed to Oh, now we in. have to kill these guys, but we're yeah. not going to actually kill them. Fuck, so maybe man. these these Muslim extremists who were blamed for this, they knew they weren't going to die in a fucking airplane. Mm. So we're going to go over there. We're going to get our picture taken. We're going to get blamed. And then we're going to go. So very similar. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's why they weren't living the Muslim life because okay. they probably so, hey, well, weren't. But that makes a lot Muslims. of sense. It makes a lot of sense, you know, in hindsight, because now you think about it. They spent so much time, especially during Obama's administration, to free the people that we thought were involved in this shit. And and maybe that was in a way of them going, hey, we're going to get you out of here. We're really sorry. We think we've you've you've been locked up long enough because we know you didn't do shit. You know what I mean? Type thing. Yeah. <clears throat> that's why that's why they didn't give a shit if they passed the flying course. Yeah. I just have to go take this class. It doesn't matter yeah. if I pass or not. Yeah. You know, wow. that's a good. That's a good take. I like that. Very good. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's sharp, my brother. So the next <laughs> question is, when do the NDAs expire? 
when do those non-disclosure agreements expire? Um, when are these people going to start just dropping serious fucking bombs? Uh, um, well, Obama, Obama ran out. Yeah, Obama <laughs> yeah. ran out. So no, that's a good. That's a really good question because, I mean, hopefully in our lifetime, you know, and I would imagine that there are so many people with so much information that it would be really hard for the Clintons to run through everybody. You know what I mean? So before they can, you know, shotgun themselves in the back of the head two times, I think there's probably a, eventually going to be a, a pretty good windfall of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, look at one of the most one of the look at one of the most famous whistleblowers from that day. God rest his soul. What was his name? Uh, boy, a Barry. Uh, the black guy that was in Tower Seven. Oh shit, Barry. Damn it, dude. I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. Tank, but see yeah, if you can look Barry. that up for us real quick to get his name. See if you can look that up, Tank. Um, so, the, so there was there was another guy. So so um, the building seven. Yeah, it's a black dude. A black dude named Barry. I think it was Barry. But he told a story about. Yeah. I was in fucking Tower Seven. There was bombs. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. We got crushed under the rubble. We had to find a way out. Cops came in, came in and talked to us. They said, "You got to get out this way." There's bombs Jennings. in the building. Barry, Barry Jennings. Jennings. Barry Jennings Dude started telling his story, uh, and a PI went to go uh, investigate his uh, unfortunate, untimely death. Mm -hmm. And uh, the PA gave the dude his money back. He said, "Don't call me for this matter again. I'm not looking into it anymore." Yep. So they start shutting people up. Yep. You know, and that's just, and that's just a guy on the street. Yeah, he was like a like wasn't he a janitor or something like that? Well, no, he worked um in the building itself as part of the finances department or whatever like that, okay. but he was told no, to go but in there that was day. a janitor though. William yeah, Rodriguez. Was, I remember him. Yeah, cuz I remember there was a janitor too that was kind of saying the same thing. Yes, William Rodriguez said that he had explosions beneath him. There were yeah. six levels. There were six levels beneath the World Trade Center. He was in the middle on the third. Yeah. He said that he had strong, such strong explosions from beneath him that he hit the drop ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. I remember, I remember him talking about too. I don't know if it was actually. I don't remember if it was him or Barry, but they were talking about a floor that was completely empty, and they basically somebody had told everybody on that floor to to leave prior to anything happening. Yeah. Yeah, what's it's you know, and then of course they ship off all the steel to China to get burned down. So you're in you yeah, know, what the fuck is that? In a, yeah. a crime scene, um, yeah. and then all the first responders got told to go back in. They're still getting fucked. Yeah, from yeah. everything. Um, I actually yeah, I, posted up. I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I actually posted up four videos the other day. Uh, it was a video of me torching steel um, back in New Jersey from 2019 to uh, um, late 2020. I was a torch burner before they bumped me up. And um, I needed, through using propane and oxygen, I needed to get my torch to a temperature that exceeded 3,000 degrees in order to cut American steel, cut yeah. steel that was the same grade as the steel that was used to build 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. the, according to um, NOAA, N-O-A-A, on that day, the air temperature at World Trade Center was less than 2,000 degrees. I think it was 1,800 <laughs> degrees, something like that. Yeah. Okay? That's 
a full 1,000 and some change degrees less than the temperature needed to melt fucking steel. Yeah. And yet upwards of a week later, you had molten steel traveling down um, uh, pockets of, yeah. of uh, debris and stuff like that. Yeah, because I mean, the rubble was still burning. But, you know, one of the, first, one of the very first 9-11 shows we did, there are reports that the towers weren't built with steel, right? That the towers were intentionally built with a weaker metal, um, a, a steel that, that was high in aluminum because it was mm. flexible and it was cheaper. And well, they and and there's almost a connotation that these towers were built with the intention to knock them down at some point. What's interesting about that, yeah, he said, What did he say? It's built to withstand um, something like a 747 hitting it, yeah. But but also, let's back it up to the early 90s when they blew up a truck underneath in the parking structure of the towers, hoping that it would get knocked down. Now, listen. I don't think that these terrorists who who are assuming um, we're gonna well, let's just build something that goes bang and see what happens, right? They they had to have known the structure, at least the material of the structure, to come to a decision to park a, a, a truck underneath in the parking structure with however you know many pounds of explosive, because they believed that it would get the job done based on information they had. Right. This wasn't just a blind thing that they did. So, you know, that was swing one. Hey, we got to put some time in between, figure out a better way to do this. And then they eventually settled on planes. So um, that w we got the sequel. Right. Which was clearly more successful than than its first run. And they had a few more um, tricks up their sleeves with Tower 7 and the, the Pentagon. Make it absolute chaos. Right. So now you're looking and running in a million different directions. Mm -hmm. Nothing mm -hmm. makes any sense because it's all happening at the same time. Yeah. And now, hey, someone just attacked our country. 3,000 people are dead. We've got to march now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. And, and just like that, everybody forgets Donald Rumsfeld admission the day before. And boom, yep. now we're off to war. Exactly. Now we're yeah. off to war. And, and there's that video of that high-ranking general talking about um, – conversation that was given to him during his uh uh employment and i get employment with the military um going after the seven countries yeah he said sir we're invading iraq and he's like why and he's like i don't know yeah but we have a plan to take down seven countries in 10 years or whatever it was mm -hmm. and that wasn't something that was overnight no certainly not no no, and so, that, and that, which leads a lot of credibility to the conversation overheard in that cemetery. Oh yeah, and even even after that, did you guys ever hear of the dancing Israelis or who yeah. the FBI yeah. called the high fivers? Yep. Yeah, they were filming it before. Mm -hmm. Their own, and by their own admission, they were simply there to record the event. Yeah. That tells you that they were fucking, that there was a plan already in place. They knew yep. where to be, what to do, what their role was. Yep. I, I want if, if you guys will let me, I want to mention those five scumbags too, just Absolutely. so that we don't forget their names either. Sivan yeah. Kurtzberg and Pussy. his Paul, and his brother Paul Kurtzberg. Pussy Earth. Yaron Shmuel. Jesus. Right? <laughs> Oded Elner. And Omer Marmari, those are the five dancing Israelis who were apprehended in East Rutherford, New Jersey by Sergeant DiCarlo on 9-11 that were there to 
document the event. They worked for a Mossad front called the Urban Moving Systems, which was proven by the FBI to be a Mossad front. Hmm. So let's not forget about those fucking guys. Yeah. Fuck. I'm probably going to get it. I'm marked for that one, guys. I love you. Um, Just tell my kids I love them. (laughs) I, uh, you know, it's... It's very surreal, man, because it still makes me sick to my stomach. Because I remember oh, exactly yeah. where I was that day. Oh yeah, I remember how I, I felt yesterday. that day. Yep. I remember the the things that took place afterwards. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a few years uh, in in my youth that I was thinking about, you know, joining up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. As soon as I as soon as yeah. I'm legally, I'm I'm gonna go kill me some some terrorists or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank goodness I got a little older, a little wiser, but I don't know what their next step would be to further install the install the control over us, right? So you have the implementation, like we were talking earlier about communism. You have false flag events that they know do work from time to time, mm-hmm. whether they space that out in 10 or 20 years, because um, you had, you know, the Y2K kind of yeah. worked, right? Uh, September 11th massively worked in their favor. And then they cooled off for a few years, right? They didn't do a whole lot of things. They tried some false flag shootings from time to time. You know, that's not what we're getting spicy. Ah, we've got it. A virus. Mm -hmm. Mm. And and that's because at that time you had people like um, Schwab and Gates, and mm -hmm. you had this little POS Fauci, all saying, it's our turn, guys. We're up. We have some ideas. We've been working on these for a while now. Maybe you should give us a go at the table. Yeah. Well, they tried with uh, bird flu, right? They tried with swine flu. And I don't, I don't. I wouldn't even call it a try. I would think that's like a more of a trial, right? Let's see how mm. this goes. And But to answer your question of what would be next, I think it's just absolute brute force. You know, it's going to be what China's doing to their citizens and they're going to hit the streets and, and they're going to forcibly try and keep people in their homes. I, I think they know it's a terrible idea. And obviously the people who are, who are, and I'm not talking about people in general, like the people, the ones who hold this country dear, right? The ones who know that this country provides us with certain rights that are inalienable and cannot be taken away by man will not allow another man to tell us we cannot leave our house. We cannot, you know, go to work or whatever. I think that that's their next move, but I think they're tentative about it because they know the amount of pushback. That's why they're swinging hard right now with the second amendment laws. They, they're about to pass a law where if you purchase one on your credit card, there's a special code that will track the purchase of it. Yeah. Insane. 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 Absolutely insane. As a matter of fact, guys, um, and and that's a a great point that you bring up, Boyer, because are you guys familiar with um, babbling Biden's March March 9th, 2022 executive order signed in secret at the White House? Uh Oh, no. During the night hours? Oh, man. This fucking guy, this is um, supposed to be activated December the 13th of this year. So, I mean, oh, you know, not, not long from now. Oh, and this is supposed Christmas. to be Come on, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news here or the pusher of fear porn. I hate that shit. <laughs> but, I mean, this is actual verifiable facts. This little babbling Beijing Biden on March the 9th, 2022, 
signed an executive order that's supposed to be implemented on December the 13th of this year that is going to push us into a 100% cashless society, similar to China, where you do have your social credit system, mm-hmm. where we have carbon credits, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you, we know that you, us, we're, we'll be negative on the social credit system. Oh, off yeah. the rip. Off the rip. Oh, yeah. My bookshelf alone puts me in the negative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can read? Is, is that fucking Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, our wow. pictures pop up and it's like negative 50 and we're like, yeah, yeah, right. I'm telling you guys. So, so um, again, v- very interesting point uh, that you made there, Boya. And um, I mean, where are they going, man? Literally, where the fuck is this all leading to? I certainly hope that this is just the... the um, the uh desperate moves of mm-hmm. a dying regime right i think so and, yeah I think so, 100%. And, that, and that once we can regain uh influence within the levers of power particularly within the house and senate if we still can in fact have faith in the law of this country um then then i believe that uh the the russian collusion delusion and all the subsequent cases after that that sought to try to undermine not just 45, mm-hmm. but his supporters or people that at the very least supported the policies that strengthened America, I think that we're going to have some real investigations. Yeah. And there's going to be some real accountability. And these old POSs like Fauci, Gates, and Schwab are going to be on the run. Well, A well-deserved run. So yeah, I think we'll so. see what happens. I love it. That. Well, guys, we are just at the two-hour mark, if you can believe that. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, so um, let's wrap up here. Um, We'll play a little outro tonight uh, in honor of uh, Mr. Schittler's speech. Um, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy this. But, uh, Tank, before we we sign off here, um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, they can read your articles, and maybe give you a follow. Okay, guys, so first and foremost, if you want to um, link up with some of the articles, I want you to follow Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies Podcast. I want you to check out their Rockfin channel. From that outlet, you can find all the other platforms that the uh, Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies uh, network is expanding to. Uh, For me in particular, you guys can find me, uh, Noel Rodriguez, on Discord. I've also recently created a Substack where I have um, some articles there as well, some investigative pieces. So you can find me, Noel A. Rodriguez, um, on Substack. Uh, The the page is called Uncontaminated Truth. And then uh, until they finally kick me off of Instagram officially, and it's coming, you can find (laughs) me. Uh, you can find me there at Rodriguez61285. Rodriguez61285 on Instagram. Awesome. Yes. Check him out. Awesome, man. Dude, your your research is, is tippy the top, man. And yeah. your articles are so well put together. And I'm like, man, I feel so dumb reading this. <laughs> <laughs> never, bro. Never. Listen, I, I don't want to teach. I don't want to preach. I simply want to inspire questions, my brother. That's it. Love yeah. it. Hell yeah. We're here for it. I love it. Boy, anything else, man? No, man. Um, Queen's dead. Stop waving our flags at half fucking mass because we shouldn't care. I don't care. No one cares. Never Um, forget Cam Loops. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) dirty shit that bitch did on Jersey Island. So Mm. terrible family. Yeah. Actually, 
almost forgot about that too. That we didn't mention that the queen's dead. Maybe she's been dead for a long time, but they finally had that's to like. Because All right. we don't fucking care, Brian. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's dude. That's the thing. Is like, uh, it's funny because my wife texted me. I was at work that day. Um, she goes, uh, "So the queen died," and I was like, "Yeah, we fought a a war a while ago." Said that you don't care. care. Yeah. What's for dinner? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no but she but her question was like so who takes over and i was like i think it's her pedophile son yep sure but i gotta love the content we were putting up that dang uh, a lot of oh you know it's so funny that first story we put up um that said uh uh what what did it say um Oh, I enjoy hell, bitch, is what I wrote. Yeah, yeah. And then I put Nelly's song on there. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, right? Um, that song became unavailable after our story hit like two hundred. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? You just decided to pull off Nelly's right? song all yeah. of a sudden? Yeah. Oh, okay. it yeah, goes I'm against sure community guidelines. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shit. Sorry, yeah, that Nelly, shit. Our bad. Man, my the fa- my favorite thing was it was like at a uh, soccer game. Or football, sorry, in uh, in Scotland, and they're all chanting, "Lizzie's in a box, in a box, in a box, Lizzie's in a box." For real? <laughs> yes, dude. I'll try dude, and find the clip me, and send on, it to you. Hold on, let me see if I can pull that up real quick because we'll we might leave with a couple things here. <laughs> definitely, um, definitely. Check out the video of the young boy getting the crap beat out of him for heckling this the uh, procession line. <laughs> in, uh, oh man, Hell poor yeah. kid, brave soul. Oh man. Yeah, at least he did it. You know what I mean? And oh, he probably yeah. he probably doesn't regret it one bit either. Not at all. He that slap he took across the face is a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You know that's only gonna happen one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, let's... she's not gonna die twice. So. Okay, here let's see this. We'll we'll, we'll uh, play this and then I'll, I'll I will leave with a song in commemoration again of Schittler's, uh wonderful speech. Um, oh, so here we go. <laughs> Uh, this might be it right here. So let's see here. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. <laughs> After the Queen of England passed. <laughs> yes. Long live the Scots. Right. Oh my! Hey, I, apparently, they were Irish, is what it said. Oh, was it Irish? Oh, it was the Irish. Which makes a little bit hey. more sense too. Well, they they both hate her. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, oh man. Okay, and Irish this again is for the commence the the commemorant. Oh, what am I? Because it commence commemoration commemorative commemoration of <laughs> Schittler's speech. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. I'm getting so new to this one. <laughs> 